What Brings You In Today is produced by medical students at the University of Wisconsin. As medical students, we are not fully trained physicians or licensed to practice medicine. The information presented here is for entertainment purposes only and is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or education. To preserve privacy and maintain patient confidentiality, identifying details about patients were changed for this podcast. All opinions expressed belong to the speaker, not their institution or employer. Hi, I'm Angie. And I'm Haley. And this is What Brings You In Today, sharing stories and experiences from within the medical field. So tell me, what brings you in today? This holiday season, we've been thinking a lot about our loved ones and the ways that they support us in our journeys to medicine. So to look more closely at these relationships, members of the What Brings You In Today team are interviewing family members about their experiences with our education and what it's been like for them to be with us on this adventure. I'm Angie. I'm a fourth year MD PhD program here at UW. I finished three years of medical school and I'm now six months into my PhD. I'm also one of the co-hosts of this podcast and today I'll be talking to my sister who is 10 years younger than me. Hi, I'm Annie. I'm Angie's sister. Um, I'm currently a high school senior in Maryland. Could you say some more about kind of your interests and um, like your background of like what you know about the field of medicine and so I myself am interested in mostly like physics and technology and kind of like the intersection of those two you know like I'm applying to college right now so a lot of the programs I'm looking into are really like applied physics or engineering and physics but I feel like I grew up having a really solid understanding of medicine and kind of the different pathways or careers in medicine just because our parents are both in the medical field and now you're in the medical field. So I kind of grew up just being surrounded by conversations related to medicine and other things like that. So I would say I know a lot about the different fields um, and the different kind of like options or subspecialties there are in medicine. And what has it been like having a sister who's gone through medical school, at least three years of it? Like what has it been like seeing me go through that? Um, I would say one it's really impressive the sheer like amount of work that you guys put into this. I know over quarantine, you stayed with us for a few months, you know, just um, doing medical school virtually. And we would always go, on, we would always go on walks and you would always be like with your Anki flashcards or something. And I would sometimes help you with them. And it just, 
it was always like you would be like, oh, I have to memorize all of these decks, all of these terms or whatever. And I thought it was always so impressive that you guys work so hard to understand all these medical terms and everything. I don't know. I think it's also you've always been like a role model for me because you're my older sister. But I think seeing you go through medical school has also kind of inspired me to just work for what I want in my future and kind of work towards whatever career I want to do in the future. So I would say that's what it's like being the sister of a medical student. Yeah. And I guess just for context for people who are listening, I was at home when quarantine started and I think it was March, 2020, I went home for three months and my sister was a high school student at the time. So she was also living at home. And I think you definitely saw me stress out though. Like we had two major exams in that block period. Did you, I guess, kind of notice that? And how was that like when you saw me around those more stressful times? I think, I mean, one, I definitely felt a little bad for you. I don't know. I kind of, I mean, you obviously don't want to see anyone in your life super stressed out, but I also think I, I tried to my best to do whatever I could to help you. So like, like I said, we were like, and just, you know, like making sure that we had fun in the times that you weren't busy studying. Um, we did a lot of baking, I remember, and trying new recipes um, and watching movies. So I think having a balance, even in the most stressful times, was not not only for you, but for like anyone who's busy or stressed or studying for tests. I think just making sure you have like a little balance of taking the time off to actually relax and unwind was important. Yeah. And I think for me on my end, it was helpful to be able to explain to you because we definitely, like Annie said, like we went on a lot of these long walks because that was our only opportunity to be outside because of the quarantine. And so we would go on these nature walks around our parents' house. And I remember just explaining different concepts to you I learned. And a lot of them were really new. And so I think that helped for me to just have to practice explaining it to someone who's not in medicine. Yeah. How was like, what do you think our relationship was like after I came back to Madison? I think there were a lot of different factors that played into that. Like, you know, it being quarantine and all the pandemic kind of rises and runs and everything. And also just you being busy with medical school. I think it's different for us because our age gap is so big. And I've, since I was like eight, I think I've grown up kind of not in the same household as you. I know for other people, like their siblings will leave for college when they're older. Whereas like when you left for college, I was still eight. So I think I got used to kind of living on my own in a way. (laughs) And then medical school wasn't that different. And we always stayed in touch, like through messages or phone calls. So even though we didn't see each other that much in person, I still feel like we were really close. Because you're so much older than me, and I'm kind of getting older myself, I feel like our relationship has grown. I feel like we've gotten older and kind of realized like the value of having a sibling. Just staying in touch has has helped make it feel not as isolating um, and not as separate, even if you're not back for certain lengths of time. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when I first um, was applying to medical school and was accepted? Do you remember what that was like hearing about that and seeing me go through apps? <laughs> I remember you were talking about some of like the options or like the schools you were considering. And I just thought that was cool. I didn't think I had that much of a reaction or opinion. Um, just also because I was so young. I was yeah. excited for you. I mean, I was like, <laughs> this is cool. She can become a doctor. 
Were you surprised by that career decision? Not fully. I mean, I knew that you majored in neuroscience in college. And I mean, I guess I thought that was kind of like the pathway because you did pre-med and you wanted to go into medicine. I just kind of was like, oh, like she's just continuing along that path. What, What do you think will make me a good doctor? I think you've always been a good listener. At least you always listen to me and everything I have to say. So I think being able to be a good listener or like a considerate person, that's also a key trait for being a doctor, I'm guessing, is just being able to like value and care about your patients. Um, I know you would always tell me when you were home during that quarantine period about how you guys did those like trainings where you would simulate a patient interaction um, and like those clinical kind of practices you would do throughout your medical school education. And I think that part would is also pretty important just like to be as to be a person who can listen and care about other people. And I feel like you're a person who's a great listener. Um, you really when you listen to people, you actually show them that you listen. So I would say that part, I think that would make you a good doctor. When I was on my clinical rotations last year and I would tell you about what my day was like, were you surprised by that um, based on your preconceptions of what a doctor is or what a medical student is based on like social media or just like what you see in the media? So I'll start off by saying my background knowledge is Grey's Anatomy and other medical shows like that. So I think when you told me, like when you kind of tell me about your days at the hospital or like what you do, it's pretty much what I would expect. I mean, I obviously don't know all the like little details of what you do, but like, I think you were, you said, you told me you were making rounds or like switching between different specialties and it's kind of like experimenting with each one. I think that part was expected for me because of my preconceived notions. Um, I did, so I did come live with her I think 2021 the summer for a few weeks, um, which is kind of cool because I I would like get to see you go to work or like go go to school and do everything. I would say I wasn't that surprised though because I kind of already had an understanding of what medical school was like. Also, just from what everything you've told me about the things that you do, I think I kind of wasn't that surprised. Yeah, I remember um, Annie came to stay with me for two weeks when I was on my pediatric hematology and oncology rotation. And um, I remember, at least from my end, I felt like I had to juggle a lot because I remember having to go in on a Saturday because it was like we would go in six days a week. And like that was not normal because like you still have your weekends off from school. Um, And obviously like you still have homework and everything, but just kind of having to explain that and like um, come back and still you know, try to do fun things. So there was a lot of, I guess, at least on my end, I felt a little bit of pressure to, like, I loved having you here, but I also didn't want you to see me like super tired or, or stressed out. So that was an interesting time. I was having the time of my life because I was just, well, so I kind of did my own thing like during the day. So I would work on my internship, which was virtual at the time. Um, it was at the University of Maryland and I was doing things with cosmic ray particles. Um, so that was just like on my laptop. And then I I did a lot of exploring of the local area. I did. I went to that place by the lake. I would go on runs there. Um, and I remember a few times I would go 
a little bit down the street and like buy groceries or something. It was a fun time for me. So I didn't, I didn't want to make it feel like you had to do things with me or if you were busy that you had to like make time for me because I think I was pretty flexible and I just was having a good time. What is um, something about medical school or research um, or medicine in general that you've always wondered about, but never got to ask or have been too shy to ask? I think my preconceived notion or kind of like my understanding of how medical school works is mostly not actually the medical school part, but like the stuff that comes after. So like residency and when you're actually in a hospital working on a certain specialty or something. So I guess my question is kind of in medical school, how different is it for you as a medical student versus, for example, like those interns in Grey's Anatomy when they're like following around the people who are higher up than them and just getting that hands-on experience. Is that what you do too? Like you walk around the hospital and you work on cases or is it kind of more like integrated into your lectures or classrooms or however you get an education? Yeah, I think that's a good question. I think a lot of it is standing around and watching um, or in some specialties like internal medicine, which is not Grey's Anatomy, is not really reflected because that's more about surgery. But in medicine or like general pediatrics or clinics, um, what medical students help out with is more like the note taking and history taking. So we'll go talk to the patients and kind of collect the story of what happened, of why they're ill or why they came into the hospital. Um, and then present, kind of think about that and integrate our thoughts into what we think is going on and then try to formulate a plan of what we think should happen next for that patient and then take those ideas and then talk to, you know, the interns, the residents and the attendings. Um, And then once we do that, we can, as a team, go back to the patient and go from there. So we don't have as much power, I guess, or responsibility as the interns, partially is because we don't have a medical degree quite yet. So I think part of it is just, we're not allowed to. Um, but also it's because we're still learning. It's the first time we're exposed to patients in these settings. Um, and a lot of it's just trying to minimize, you know, like any harm that the whole team can do and any harm that we could potentially do to the patient, even if inadvertently, just because we like don't have as much experience. Um, so I think a lot of what med students do is not as glamorous um, or not as involved. And maybe that's why they don't have a TV show that I know of that just shows medical students. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think another thing I was wondering was during the whole pandemic slash COVID-19 lockdown, how you feel like virtual learning affected your medical school experience? Because I know a lot of it is, like you said, hands-on, like talking into patients or getting their story. Um, do you think that being online for however many months or years you were, um, do you think that diminished your experience as a medical student or do you think it didn't really affect it that much? During the quarantine before the vaccine, because I think it does make a difference before and after the vaccine came out and we were required to get the vaccine as medical students. But um, before the vaccine came out, we were still in our classroom year. So we didn't see real patients yet. We were still doing like the simulations with simulated patients. Um, And then we were in our neuroscience block and infectious disease block. So we were learning a lot of just absorbing knowledge from lectures. And I think that 
didn't really affect patient care because we weren't, we just weren't directly involved in it. Um, after we got the vaccine and started clinical rotations in January of 2021, I think that made a difference primarily because we just had to be really careful about distancing, like, you know, being really always, always thinking about how much space there is between you and the patient and you and um, another trainee, like another medical student, another resident. Um, everyone had to wear a 95 masks and uh, at least for a good amount of the year, face shields. Um, and I think you already have to do that for patients that are high risk or like have exposure to certain infections. But I think just having to do that for every single patient was a little bit weird. I think you lose a little bit of that maybe humanity aspect of it, just like not being able to see their faces if they're wearing a mask and not like them not being able to see your face when you have a mask on or a shield. And so there's these kind of like barriers to communication and, and kind of just, I think, human connection. Yeah, that's interesting. And I feel like that human connection aspect is like applicable to kind of everything and everywhere in recent years. I do think our relationship has changed since I've started med school um, compared to now? And if so, how? When I first, when you first started medical school, I was, so I was freshman, I think I was like entering high school. I think I kind of had a less solid understanding of you being in med school when I was <laughs> a freshman versus now, just also because I, I grew up myself. I feel like when I was younger, I didn't really to be honest, care that much about your, you being in medical school. Um, I was just like, oh yeah, she's just studying, you know, like that's kind of a normal thing for her to do. But I think now I'm, I'm also really interested in like your experiences as a medical student, even though I'm not going to, well, temporarily for now, I'm not interested in medicine. Um, but I'm always interested to hear about like what you're doing. And I think because I'm growing up myself, um, we can have kind of those deeper conversations about what you actually do and I'll be able to understand it. Um, so I think our relationship has gotten stronger, I would say. Yeah, I think we can talk a lot about the things that we're interested in, like aside from being siblings and, you know, talking about everything else in our lives. I think I kind of, I find it cool that we can talk about the things that we're doing. And I get to tell you a little bit about like the stuff I do in physics, I guess. And then you can tell me about the things you do in medical school or your PhD now. So I, I find it exciting. It's almost, it's almost like I'm going along your experience with you <laughs> in a little way. Yeah. Do you think do you think me going to med school influenced your decision? Um, like your interest in medicine or not? I'm not gonna lie, I kind of wanted to be unique um when I was younger. I mean, I, I always kind of thought that because our parents were always in medicine and you were kind of doing neuroscience, I I didn't avoid medicine, but I always wanted to branch out and try something new because I've grown up always hearing about medicine. I don't think you going to medical school really affected anything. I think I, from the beginning, like from when I was younger, I always kind of just thought that medicine was this thing that I already knew a little bit about and I wanted to try something else. How do you think you have supported me in my training, whether it's getting to med school or succeeding while in med school? I think I've helped in the ways that I can. I mean, I'm not like sure how much I can 
do myself as just a high schooler, but I think, you know, just being like a good sister and always being there if you need someone to talk to or if I need someone to talk to. Um, yeah, I think just, just being a person in your life who's like there to support you no matter what. I think I've always heard this thing where like medicine has not a great work-life balance, but I also know that kind of depends on whatever career you end up going into. But I think just me being there as a person who you can go to if you ever need to like unwind or relax or do something that's not stressful, I think I can always be there as a person for that. I think I have a good understanding that like you are busy and I'm busy too. And we both kind of acknowledge and respect our own schedules. So. Yeah, I think it's you've definitely helped a lot. Like when you said like I'm just a high school student, but I think I think you've helped in providing that balance of like when I do visit home or talk to you, like I don't feel pressure to have to talk about medicine or talk about what I'm doing. So it's nice to have that other support and talk about, I don't know, like movies or something else that's a little bit more everyday, like common things um, and kind of escape, <laughs> escape the world of medicine a little bit. What advice would you give to someone whose sister also just started medical school? Um, I would say you should appreciate all of the moments you get to spend with them. I think you should expect or kind of understand the struggles and the stresses of being a student, um, not only for medical school, honestly, like for any type of education, I feel like either whether you're not, whether you're in college or like law school or some other type of school, um, just whatever your sibling ends up pursuing, I think you should be supportive of. But I would say you should be supportive of your sibling and always make sure to be there for them if they need someone to talk to or if they need someone to spend time with. Um, I just appreciate all of the moments and conversations you can have with them. PhD student here at UW-Madison. I am the oldest of three siblings, and today I have both of my siblings here with me. I have Miguel, who is the second oldest. Miguel, go ahead. Hi, I'm, uh, I'm Miguel. I'm a second-year chemistry PhD student at UW-Madison, and I'm Myra's brother. And I also have Gabi, or Gabriela, who is the youngest of the three. Hi, I'm Gabriela. Um, I'm 21 years old, and I'm currently pursuing my bachelor's degree on accounting and marketing at the University of Puerto Rico, Rio Piedras campus. Okay, so let's go back about six years ago now, when I was an undergrad at the University of Puerto Rico, and I decided to apply to MD-PhD programs in the U.S., do you remember what your reaction was to that? Yeah, I mean, I, I was I was not surprised by the fact that you were applying uh, to go to a school outside of Puerto Rico. Uh, you've been you have been preparing for that for a while, um, so I was not that surprised by that. I was more surprised by the fact that uh, you were applying for MD PhD because in my mind uh, I thought you were 
going to do a, just an, uh, an MD. Uh, so yeah, that's, that surprised me a lot, but. What about you, Gabby? So I was going to say something similar as Miguel. Like I was surprised, but not surprised. I was surprised because I also saw you like a lawyer, being a lawyer or something like that. But I wasn't like surprised at all of you like pursuing um, medical school and getting into medical school because you've always been determined about what you want and like you're always being disciplined and organized and yeah so it wasn't a surprise. <laughs> I love that it wasn't a surprise to you guys because it definitely was a surprise to me. One that I decided to go to grad school, two that I decided to move from Puerto Rico and three that I got accepted. <laughs> when when did you decide you want to do MD PhD? <sighs> Well, it wasn't until I went to my first summer program. So that was the year between, that summer between my sophomore and junior year of college. And I did a summer program at the University of Chicago. And I worked in a lab, Dr. Constance lab, and she studies breast cancer, but she's also an oncologist. And that was the first time that I saw both things, one in action And two, kind of complementing each other. I just, I didn't even know that was a career option. So I got super excited, which kind of have been the theme of my life. I get very, very excited about things and I pursue them. So fast forward, that was 2016. So fast forward six and a half years and I'm here. So that summer really changed my life. But before that, I didn't even consider leaving Puerto Rico. Like it wasn't even in my mind. So I guess it did surprise me. <laughs> so I went through the process. I got into different programs and I decided to move to Madison, Wisconsin. What was your reaction to that? Well, yeah, I was definitely surprised by the fact that you were going to move to Madison, Wisconsin, of all places, which is, I don't know, very different from home. It is. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I was I was very surprised by that. Not I was not surprised that like for example you got into all of the schools that you applied to or uh, yeah that you were moving away from home. Um, but yeah, definitely that you chose Wisconsin uh, was a surprise, and <laughs> um, I didn't know too much about Wisconsin. Me neither. <laughs> so yeah, that definitely got me interested in learning more about. Uh, this university and fast forward I'm also now here doing a PhD so so for me okay so of course I was happy for you um of you like moving out and pursuing your dreams but at the same time I was kind of sad because you and I like we're we we have always been like close and we even like share a bedroom for like my entire life <laughs> and Yeah, and, like, I I was, like, thinking, like, oh, I'm gonna miss, like, my best friend. And in, at that time, like, it was my senior year. And, <laughs> and like, yeah, um, I was, like, kind of sad about the fact that you were gonna, like, we're not, was, you, you weren't gonna be here, um, like, at my graduation or at my prom. But, like, Later on, I like I learned that distance like was nothing on us, 
and like we we've always like kept calling each other and yeah <laughs> I agree with that I think of course starting medical school was very hard and it continues to be but I think that first semester was a lot of changes at the same time and I think one of the biggest ones was just being away of everything that I knew and away of my family because as Gabby said we've always been pretty close both in proximity but also I think we get along pretty well so just being away and being the first one to be away was kind of hard but now we're here <laughs> six five almost five years later um how do you think our relationship has evolved since I moved and I started this program I believe our relationship has gotten even better throughout <laughs> those years initially when uh, you decided to come here I remember um, we had a farewell uh, party and I was crying the whole time <laughs> yeah I think our relationship got better uh, and we got closer when you moved here for some strange reason yeah for me like um, I feel the same way like we, we've gotten closer and like yeah we like our bond is tighter not only with like Maida but also with, with Miguel um yeah <laughs> no sorry yeah I was gonna add that also like the first um so when you moved away it was like the first big change in my life so we have been living in uh together for 20 years um so we also had our grandparents in front of in front of us and then we have our cousins uh living like two streets away from us so we've always been like very close and that was like the first big change in my life um so yeah it was it was tough at first but then uh it got better and we got i, I don't know our relationship has has gotten better and we've gotten closer throughout the years in my case um yeah Maida leaving it was a, a big change um but i felt like a bigger change when miguel left because both of you were like not here with me um <laughs> and like now i'm all alone and i'm the only like sibling and cousin here <laughs> how do you think our relationship has influenced my path in medicine and in life in general yeah maybe being the the, the oldest sibling plays a role in that maybe you you i don't know uh since you're the oldest uh you've always taken care of us so you decided you wanted to take care of other people <laughs> <laughs> as well um and also i don't know maybe we've also like been very supportive of you and your career mm -hmm. uh and what you have decided to pursue on your career so Maybe just as you know, support uh, as a supportive system, letting you know that we're proud of you and um, letting you know that we believe in you and all that stuff <laughs> can also as uh, uh, maybe also help you in your career. Well, I don't. For me, like like I said, we've always been close, close, and 
I don't know. I just think like being there for each other, but like having that supportive system, not only like for Miguel and I, but like your whole family always being there for you and like rooting for you. And I'm definitely very lucky to have the support that I have from my family. I think coming from a family that doesn't have a background in science and medicine can often feel daunting because I don't really know. I'm, I've kind of been figuring it out as I go, which I think you both can relate to. But I think that just knowing that I have people that will believe in me and that believe that I'm smart even when I don't feel like it and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna cry has been very, very crucial to my path. And obviously, I've always wanted to be a good example for you too. So you two are very important too. <laughs> you two are very important in my day-to-day, -day, but also in everything that I try to do. I just want to know that I'm always going to be you, like you, Miguel's and... You're in Midas, I'm biggest supporter and number one fan. <laughs> I'm always rooting for you guys. And also, like, you've been a great role model to us, and you've definitely influenced my career uh, path. I, I started out college pursuing a, a or started out as a, a pre med student <laughs> just because my sister was doing a, 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 was a pre med student as well. And also, obviously, I figured out that path was not for me, but just seeing you uh, pursuing your goals, um, leaving home, which is very, very tough, definitely like played a very crucial part in uh, me also leaving home and uh, following my goals. So, yeah. I mean, I, I've always like, for okay. me, like, yeah, you're my biggest role model. And, um, seeing you like very disciplined and like very um determined with what you want has really really impacted the way I see like my life and how I pursue things and one thing I want to say is that you said wonderful things about my successes but I hope that you can also see that it's also has been tough and it also has been difficult and it's more about perseverance and hard work and sometimes pivoting that has brought me here um and not every day looks yes and that's what I admire about you because you have faced like so many challenges and like you're the first one to leave home and the first one to like be in medical school and like yeah I admire your perseverance how do you think my day-to-day -day looks like Got to see like a little sneak peek of it, of your life when I went to visit you um, during the summer. So I remember like you going to the lab and then having like a lot of meetings and like, yeah, you have like a pretty busy style right now. How do you think I am with patience? Do you think I'm awkward? <laughs> uh, not at all. I Like you've always been, I don't know, not shy at all. And you've always like... You've always known how to yeah. talk to people, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I consider myself a shy person. 
but I personally I don't find you as a shy person. Yeah, I, yeah, I but you know me from home. It's different. <laughs> also, you know me in Spanish. <laughs> in English, it's <laughs> What do you think my career will look like? I mean, you have a lot of pe a lot of people here back home rooting for you. So whatever you do, or like whatever your future will look like, we're all gonna be here. And yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't see you as a like working in a hospital. I see you like more having a clinic or something like that. Yeah. Like, on your side. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I don't know. Miguel, maybe you can relate to this, but do you feel like? Sometimes, like, being Latino or Latina for me and being, like, one of the only ones, do you think that that is a lot of pressure? Like, how do you deal with that? I don't know. I feel like there's a little bit of prejudice. <laughs> I mean, that's how that's just how I feel. I mean, it's a little bit weird. Um, there's definitely, at the beginning, I had... Imposter syndrome. I don't know if you can relate to that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and one of the reasons is because, yeah, I'm a Hispanic being in a mostly uh, white and um, uh, being with other people which language, first language is English. Also, like, mm -hmm. it's a little bit tough. <laughs> yeah, I guess, like, how does being from Puerto Rico impact your motivation or your ambition because for me it's like it's for me it's like it's a lot of pressure like I want to do it right at the same time it's like what makes me more most proud of what I'm doing because I feel like I can return something to the place and the people I care the most about yeah yeah uh definitely That's one of my biggest motivations. Um, so being from Puerto Rico and being here, you definitely want to give it your best and represent. But yeah, you also go through like all of these doubts and. But yeah, definitely being from Puerto Rico in Latino uh, <laughs> makes me want to you know represent and do a great job and succeed and um, just also be like a. A role model for other Puerto Rican students who want to pursue a career in chemistry and do a PhD in chemistry. You're doing great, Gabby. Um, you too. So for me, I can talk like okay. So I can talk from my experience, like during my internship this summer in Chicago. Um, like I find found it like kind of intimidating the fact that there were like little Latino representation and like a few people spoke spanish yeah but i, I was also, also wanted to add like we are so here is so different from home also like the academic uh yeah like it's all it's very different um we we yeah. went through a lot of hardships in puerto rico mm -hmm. uh so being i don't know like it's so different that i don't know What I wanted to say that like I, I saw that with my internship because a lot I said that I found it intimidating because, yeah, the academic academic system in Puerto Rico is very different. And a lot of people like 
went to the internship with a lot of knowledge that I didn't have. And like, like they were like, I don't know, third year accounting students with and like the same age as me, knowing a lot of things that I didn't. And I found that very intimidating. But like, at the same time, like I thought of all of what I went through. Yeah, at the same time, I thought of like the things that Puerto Rican students go through, said to myself that I can compare that I'm there. And that's what matters. And that if they like accepted me in the internship, they it's because they saw potential and they like, they didn't see me like any less as any like as other people and as for the language it was kind of a challenge not because I don't speak well English but because like for example the presentation it's harder uh to express yourself when English is your second language not like because we don't know but um it's difficult exactly uh, you have to translate Well, I think the reason I wanted to bring this up is because part of my support system, which includes you two, is just the community that we have behind us that maybe is not with us physically here, but we know exists and we care so much about and will always motivate us to keep going and to do better. Is there anything else that you guys want to add? Um. I was gonna ask, um, what do you like recommend, like words of motivation for like people like my age that are soon gonna graduate and like are planning to move out of this, like out of their home and like yeah, what's your like? Let me see. I think it's okay to feel lost and it's okay to feel like you don't know what you're doing. I kind of still feel that way sometimes, but this is the perfect opportunity to kind of rediscover yourself and rediscover the things that you like and learn new things. So don't shy away from engaging in new things. You don't have to figure out what you want to do for the rest of your life right now. So start simple. Start with what you can. Find something that you like. And embrace it, stick with it, and you'll find more things along the way. Don't feel like you have to figure it out all at the same time. You just keep doing life and it will come. for listening to the what brings you in today podcast join us next time where we are celebrating the new year and talking about all things that are new and inspiring i hope you all have a great holiday season and best of luck to everybody finishing up finals right now i know it's really stressful but we will all persevere and get through it all right we'll see you guys next time